Welcome to the Power Talk Podcast with Reverend Matt DeLeon and Pastor Paul Chicago. This is part three of the Power Talk Podcast. If you enjoyed part one, part two, well, get ready for part three. It's going to bless your socks off. So enjoy. And don't forget to share, by the way, these podcasts. They're not just there for you. They're there for others as well. God bless. Financial gain, by the way, because the doctor is going to make money. The state's going to give you money. There's billions of dollars There's in this. There's billions of dollars thrown at taking a child's life, but nobody gets in an uproar over that on the other on that side. Yes, yes. You see, because we consider... Now, think about it. No. We're basically saying that we consider the life of a human less than the life of an animal. Wow. That's a problem. That's, that's why I have every yes. right to do the moral argument. That's a moral argument to me. I think the life of a human or a potential human, yes. however you want to put it, yes. I believe that life that's in that womb is far more important than the life of a dog. Or endangered species. Yeah, because the life of a dog, they can multiply and multiply and nobody does anything about it. Yeah. That's why they roam the streets. Right. Cats are all over the place right. running in the streets. But, but if you're found kicking one... yeah. You mean you're you're in trouble? You're in trouble. You get fined. Uh huh. You know that one lady, you know, walking her dog and it was caught on camera her kicking her dog. Man, she got reamed. For that yeah. yeah, reamed, reamed. This is why I say I I I have I'm again I'm going to keep reiterating this. The moral argument is a just argument in my in my thing because that mm-hmm. to me is a moral argument too. Yeah, it's a moral argument that we treat animal life mm-hmm. greater than human life mm-hmm. there's something wrong exactly you know as i was reading the scripture pastor in john 3 uh chapter 3 verses 17 and 18 we know the verse before then john three sixteen, for god so loved the world but john uh 3 17 says for god did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but that the world through him might be saved and this is verse 18 i love he who believes in him is not condemned but he who does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son. Um, oh, verse 19, this is the one I'm talking about. And this is a condemnation. The light has come into the world, and men love darkness rather than the light because their deeds were evil. And verse 20, I'll just finish reading it. Verse 20 says, For everyone practicing evil hates the light. Yeah. Your moral argument is hated because people are living in darkness. Yeah. And he goes on to say, And that does not come to, and they don't want that their darkness to come to light lest their deeds be exposed. Yeah. Look, it, it again, it's not it wasn't uncommon throughout history to kill the unborn. Mm-hmm. It was actually very common to kill the born, mm-hmm. the newborns. Mm-hmm. We know that during Pharaoh's time, they did Pharaoh took out all those that were two and under right. because he'd heard about the Hebrew people and Moses mm-hmm. rising up, okay? Mm-hmm. The potential for yes. a, a deliverer. Yes. Then Jesus comes on the scene. Herod does the same thing. Here's right. there's the potential for a savior. Mm-hmm. So Moses deliverer, Jesus a savior. And again, wow. we see these things happening throughout time and yet, you know, yeah, people had a problem with it. The righteous had a problem with it, mm-hmm. but at the same time the world didn't. So we see it all throughout history mm-hmm. that it wasn't a very uncommon thing. So what happens is, is why? So I remember I did a message on this years ago on Herod. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I think it was an Easter message or not an Easter message a Christmas message mm-hmm. you know and one of the things that you'll notice is that Herod's trying to take out babies that are under two years old now mm-hmm. think about it mm-hmm. what is a two-year-old baby going to do to a full-grown man mm-hmm. nothing okay. but yet he was more afraid of a child than he was 
of an adult. Mm -hmm. So he's going to take out that baby. Why? Because he's afraid of what that baby will become. Yeah. And can you imagine that you're so, so intimidated by a baby? Because the truth is that even at Herod's age, because we already knew he had sons, mm -hmm. even at Herod's age, that by the time Jesus would have probably been old enough to take over, he would have been dead anyway. Exactly. This just shows you the intimidation of what sin there or is. darkness there has is. over purity and light. They do, they do conflict with one another. There you go. And this is what you just read. There and so go. there's a conflict between light and darkness always. And I know me, I probably wouldn't be worried too much about a baby. Exactly. Yeah, because yeah. the truth is, we don't know if that baby's ever going to amount to anything anyway. Exactly. But yet he was still worried about it exactly if god told you pastor that this is gonna be the man takes over your church you're gonna mentor him yeah i'm gonna mentor him if anything yeah, yeah. you're gonna mentor this guy because god something got something for you in store yeah. i mean don't get wrong herod probably wouldn't have mentored a jew <laughs> but but under the circumstance you're right in most situations you wouldn't have been intimidated yeah you're gonna be by a child exactly by a child that's two years old well we saw in israel if you could look to israel's history Saul was intimidated by a 15-year-old boy. Yeah. Because he yeah. saw something that he didn't have any longer. Yeah, that's exactly The right. fear of God, the love of God. And, <laughs> and we even see it in Solomon, David's yeah. son. Yeah. When I forgot it was uh, Jehu, I can't remember who it was, that was going to be the next king. Solomon tried to kill him. Yeah. Instead of trying to mentor him. We always want to abort what we can't control. Now you said that before. I've right? been saying that for many years because anything that we feel like that we're going to lose control of, what we want to do is get rid of it so that way it doesn't control us or doesn't have some sort of effect over us. So being that I feel like I'm going to lose control of something, I try to abort it. And so, again... This is where the moral argument comes in. So you think you have a right to get rid of, and this is what we see with a lot of um, women today, mm -hmm. and even men that want their women to abort their child. Mm -hmm. It's because why? It's because, well, we're not going to make enough money. It's going to be hard. You know, they do it out as a matter of convenience. Right. And so what you do is you try to control your world. How? By getting rid of anything that's inconvenient. And so what you do is you abort what you can't control. Mm -hmm. And so if the baby's going to be an inconvenience to our life, maybe our money, mm -hmm. maybe it's our time. Maybe we want right. to spend more time going on vacations. That's maybe right. we want to buy another home or another mm -hmm. car. Well, if we have a child, we can't do that. Right. 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 So, so what do we do? Or maybe I've already got four kids. I don't. I can't do another. I can't right. do five kids. Mm -hmm. So what do we do? Mm -hmm. We abort. It's out of convenience. Right. That's the problem with the world today. Yeah. The moment we feel like we're going to lose control, we try to abort something. And by wow. the way, we don't do it with just physical abortion of babies. Mm -hmm. We do it with a lot of things in our life. We try to get rid of anything that we can't control. Mm -hmm. You know, but okay. we're talking mainly about abortion today. Yeah. Um, and so this is what happens. When you're talking, I had this idea, this kind of question that because it's legal, people think it's right. Right. Yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, just because the law says it's okay doesn't make it right. I remember you had said this about a good friend of yours at the time. Um, he said... He said that if when when uh, marijuana becomes legal, he's gonna he's gonna do it because it's legal, right? That like the law Not justifies the law. me doing whatever I want, even though the Bible may or the Scripture may say something exactly, different. exactly. So even though that law opposes the Word of God, they think in their mind I'm justified because my government, this worldly government, says 
it's okay. Yeah. Government has no bearing on righteousness. None. The government only issues laws to give its to give its uh, its people the ability to move around to a certain degree without limitations or within limitations. But it's based off its own personal jurisdiction and its own standards. Those standards aren't necessarily biblical standards. Let me tell you, if the biblical standards are more stringent, you follow the biblical standard before you follow the legal standard. Come on, Pastor. Now that one, that's good right there. Yep. So if the law says it's okay to kill dogs out in the road and run over them, well, I'm sorry. God doesn't want me to be inhumane, inhumane just because the world says it's, I can be inhumane, just because it's okay to throw rocks at my neighbor's house. Yeah. Maybe that's a law. It's okay now to do it. That doesn't matter. My Bible says I am to love thy neighbor. Yeah. So I can't go against the biblical standard no right. matter what the law is. I remember the time when Jesus was confronted by a Pharisee about divorce. And he goes, wait a second. Moses only created that because you people wanted it. But understand this. God hates divorce yes it doesn't matter what the new law says exactly he was basically saying yeah that was that was established by moses but it doesn't make it right right so you have legal rights and you have biblical rights and sometimes the biblical rights and legal rights make the okay so sometimes the biblical rights make the legal rights wrong mm-hmm. legal rights have no bearing on the way you're supposed to live as a christian which is the greater which is greater and the biblical rights, the biblical rights. And sometimes legal rights take away your biblical rights. And so the other way right around, either way, you still live according to the biblical rights. If the, if the legal rights tell me that everybody is to start drinking to get drunk. Okay. I know that's silly, Yeah. but, but just to understand, let's just say the, it's not just a legal right. It's a, it's, it's required or prohibition. They legalized alcohol. Yeah. And all of a sudden church is like, well, because it's legal, we get to incorporate it in our lifestyle. Well, I'm talking about in a situation if the legal rights force you to do something. Oh, if it forces you. Okay. Yeah, okay. Forces okay. you. Okay. So if the legal rights force me to now do something. I see. What, okay. You see yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, so like, let's say the legal rights force me to, um, uh, you know, say that you're you're not required to. I don't know what that would be. I don't even know how you would do it. Well, Misha, I read a bit ago. You were supposed to bow down to the king. There you go. Maybe it would force me to say that I am supposed to bow down to the president of some mm-hmm. sort. Mm-hmm. No. The, 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 that goes against the biblical standards. Yes. I'm not to bow to no man at that, at that level mm-hmm. to make them, because bowing mm-hmm. refers to them as my God now. Mm-hmm. And so there's only one God. Come on, Pastor. So that's the point, is that in a situation like that, mm-hmm. my legal legal rights can't force me to do something against my biblical the biblical standard, mm-hmm. and legal rights don't give me permission to go against the biblical standard. That's good. See, that's a message in itself. It is people, a message in that itself. That people, Pastor, we talked about it, Christian now all of a sudden incorporating drinking right because again for them they oh you know what it's okay it's well, okay let me give you an example right now in china mm-hmm. uh, you can only have one child mm-hmm. okay and it's mm-hmm. been that standard for many years a couple of decades yeah. that i know of yeah well if you're pregnant that means you are required by law to get an abortion wow required it's a requirement it's not an it's not an option it's a requirement you see what do you do because these hospitals are going to uphold that law. Yeah, the hospitals are going to uphold law, and you are too. See, this is where all of a sudden the the legal standard, the legal precedent, goes against the biblical standard. Because now I'm being forced to go against the biblical mandates, the my, laws. My, 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 my. Well, sorry. What you need to do is, one, 
find a way to protect yourself from conceiving. Mm -hmm. Be smart. Mm -hmm. But number two, if you're pregnant, that baby's going to be born. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It may not be born. In a, that baby may not be born in a hospital, mm -hmm. but I'm not going to abort the baby. That's right. That's right. That's right. So you see, those are those are. Those are standards and requirements that the Bible requires us to live by, mm -hmm. no matter what the legal status is. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. And so it's extremely important that, that Christians start standing up for the moral argument, not worry about the scientific one. And uh, you're right. And even going back to Moses' time, Miriam, was it, was it mom, his wife? I mean, the mom was it Miriam? Was it Miriam? I believe so, yes. She was supposed to get rid of the baby, but she didn't. Right. She sent him down the Nile. Yeah. And then Pharaoh's sister picks her up, picks yeah, him up. she wasn't going to abort the baby. Mm -hmm. And look what happened. And she wasn't going to give him to Pharaoh to be killed either. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. To your point, yep. I'm giving birth to this baby. Yep. One way or another. But the, and he, he, no matter how it's going to do it, I'm just going to trust the Lord that he'll grow up in some way or another. Mm -hmm. But I will not kill the baby. Yeah. And, and this is where the you've got to live according to your moral standard. That's why I said, if people are trying to take away my moral standard, mm -hmm. that's foolishness for the church to right. think that they can violate moral standard. Right. Biblically moral right uh, values and standards. Because if you do, mm -hmm. and you're going to hang on the scientific one, well, mm -hmm. science may prove... Mm -hmm something that's contrary to the bible it right. doesn't matter if it violates biblical standard it doesn't matter what science is so it's important pastor ultimately to know your word yes you got to know your word gotta know it you just can't hear pastor paul talk about it or your pastor talk about it that's right you got to read it for yourself that's right you got to read it for yourself so it's, it's extremely important that christians get back to standing on it no matter if they have answers or not mm -hmm. who cares if you don't have the scientific answer or the or the legitimate answers based off of the laws and stuff who cares you have a you have a uh, mm -hmm. a moral obligation to still stand up for the truth pastor i've seen some actors who say they're Christians buckle at pressure regarding this stance, by the way. And you, you know, I don't want to say no names, but they've said, yes, I'm a Christian, this and this. But the moment this issue comes up because of peer pressure, they buckle. They buckle, buddy, because they've got to make they've got to make money in their pr prospective profession, and so what happens is is they're giving in and they're afraid. What's happened is the church has become afraid too. I was getting ready to say that when I was growing up, the church was bold, and you didn't touch the church. Now everybody talks about the church. It's in the news media how bad the church is. The actors and actresses, everybody, famous people are talking about how bad the church. The truth is, it's because the church lost its backbone, mm. and when it loses its back backbone people are not afraid of it yeah and the truth is the church doesn't have to fight back i don't mm -hmm. believe we have to fight back yeah. i believe we just have to stand f according to truth yeah period mm -hmm. and be strong about that it's funny this is before i'm not trying to endorse him but this is before donald trump got elected he was going to a church and he was saying something he goes this is time for you guys to stand up for yourself uh -huh. because at that time the church was being persecuted i don't remember exactly what it was that they're persecuting church about. Well, they, they were they were standing up against him because he was he was promoting certain biblical values mm -hmm. or, or talking about the church yeah. in general. Yeah. And basically, what had happened is they accused him of being well, you're you're too Christian for the nation and this mm -hmm. and that. He goes, you know, the truth is, he goes, I'm not afraid to say what's on my mind. Yeah. And he goes, you know what, the church needs to be strong and start standing up for themselves too. Exactly. Just like I stand up for myself. Exactly. And, to to your point is by yeah. saying. 
there's some truth to what he was saying, mm -hmm. but at the same time, I don't really agree with the notion that we have to stand up for ourselves. Yes. I don't need to stand up for anything. Mm -hmm. The only thing I'm required to do is that when I am pushed, though, I am to stand up for the truth instead yes. of the lie. Exactly. And if you want to push me into a corner and tell me that I'm going to bow, I will not bow. That's how I'm supposed to stand up, is mm -hmm. if you want to push, mm -hmm. I will stand my ground. Exactly. But other than that, I'm not going to go look for a fight. Exactly. I don't need to. We're not going to pick it. No, we're not going to protest. We're going to pray. We're just going to pray. And if you want to push me, that's fine. I'm still going to stand up for what's right. I don't care. Exactly. I'm not going to back down on my beliefs. And I think that's the key. Mm -hmm. Never backing down and standing firm like the Word of God tells us to. Exactly. But he says, he who stands firm to the end shall be, be saved. saved. I'm going to stand firm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah, Pastor, you know, given what's been going on right now, it, it, it seems like, you know, after hearing with you, spending time with you, that the question I'm going to ask you, it seems to change the state of the church now versus it was a year ago and five years ago. Yeah. What do you see right now, Pastor? Here we are yeah. past midway of 2022. We're getting ready to approach here in July here. Yeah. What do you see ultimately for the church for the remainder of this year? Uh, for the remainder of this year, or just, or, or just in general? Just yeah, in general. I, I see just the remainder of this year. I see us, uh, you know, it's funny because. I think I talked about it a couple of years ago. I don't remember exactly. My timelines get messed up on the things that God shares with me, but I believe it was about two years ago. Mm -hmm. The Lord had really showed me this, that we're going to see a digression now. We're going to see a digression, but it's not going to be just in the in the overall politics, which I saw that too. But i also seen it even financially, and we're seeing a recession. And it's a potential that we're going to get, the recession is going to get worse. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, It is going to get worse. Uh, unless something tr totally dramatic happens. But yeah. as long as this president is in there, and am I putting it all on the president? Well, yeah, because he still has the ability to make the changes that need to be changed. Um, but under the for circumstance, he's not going to. He's he's deeply involved in his agenda. But it's not just him. There's a lot of other things going on behind the scenes that don't that he doesn't have control of. Yeah. That you know, again, I don't want to get into it because it sounds conspiracy. But for the most part. There's things that he doesn't have control of that are also pushing that agenda in that direction, mm -hmm. too. This is why so many people are wanting. We, we see the politicians trying to get rid of Trump, but it's a lot, a lot of people behind the scenes that we yeah. don't see that are also pushing the politicians yeah. to do that, too. Yeah, they're involved in all this. They're involved in all mm -hmm. this. And so there's a lot of stuff going on. Mm -hmm. And again, I don't understand it all, so I don't want to talk about that. But mm -hmm. the point is that I see these things happening. And as long as that pool is there, we're going to see this recession probably hit its climax over the next year. We've still got more. And this is a bummer. You're going to start seeing the shelves, I believe. The, the, in fact, you actually can go to stores yeah. and see a lot of shelves empty yeah. or very little of a certain product. Yeah, they're already talking feminine products now are all-time low right now. Yeah, we've seen baby uh, formula. formula. Uh, th there's a lot of things that are happening. It's interesting. If it's not one thing, it's another. Two years ago, it was toilet paper. You couldn't yeah. find. You couldn't get toilet paper. Yeah, and that's because of the COVID. And we're seeing a lot of things leave the shelves. Water was hard to get a hold of mm -hmm. a couple years ago. And now it's becoming progressively 
worse. It's happening on a continual basis. Mm. And it's going to be something else. Eventually, it's not just going to be something else. It's going to be an addition to what's already missing. So it's mm. not going to be just baby formula. And then all of a sudden, baby formula comes back. But all of a sudden, peanut butter is hard to get a hold of. No, eventually, it's going to be formula and peanut butter are going to be hard to get a, get a hold of. And that's what we're going to see. So I see that this is going to be the setting. Mm-hmm. This is why I tell people, if you can get a job now, get it. Mm-hmm. Get the job now because here's what's going to happen. It's going to get extremely hard. And I think I talked about this about two years ago mm-hmm. or a year ago. That the job situations are going to be much harder for you to get a hold of here. Yeah. Even though we've had all these job openings for the first four years with Donald Trump, yeah. we're going to see the jobs situations getting work harder. And here's why. It's not because... There's not a need for it, but what's going to happen is, is that a lot of these businesses, like food type businesses, they're going to have a hard time getting a hold of food mm-hmm. to cook in their restaurants. So mm-hmm. they're not going to need as many employees. They're going to a lot of these businesses are not going to sell as many items simply because people aren't going to be able to afford to buy. Yeah, and so it's going to be harder. Thank you for joining us today. Power Talk Podcast is brought to you by Powerhouse Church. You can listen on Spotify or download the Powerhouse Church app. If you would like to comment, need prayer, or want more information, contact us at powerhousechurch.us.